Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pilates Elephants with your host, Raphael Bender. Okay, well, today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I've got a question from a listener. Now, I get quite a few questions, uh, and generally I just uh, respond to them directly. So a lot of people DM me on Instagram, and I just DM back, but I just thought, well, that's <laughs> that's not a very efficient use of my time. So I'm going to, because I get a lot of very similar questions, uh, and that's not a complaint or a criticism. It's just like, well, why am I answering the same question uh, you know, multiple times to individuals when I could answer the question uh, to more people all at once. So uh, I love your DMs. Please keep DMing me. Please send me your questions, send me your thoughts, send me your comments, your critiques. Uh, I value them all. Uh, and I'm going to answer this one on the show. So this comes from Laurie in uh, the Hamptons, New York. Laurie, big shout out. Thanks for reaching out. And Laurie says, uh, I'm approaching my one-year anniversary of my small three reformer studio on August the 1st. So uh, congratulations, Laurie. <laughs> That's awesome. Happy anniversary. And I want to say how much I appreciate Pilates Elephants and all the rest of, the inf of your informative advice. I now have two instructors helping me. And if there's one thing that I'm struggling with, it's my own self-care. I get so lost in the business aspect, I don't have a website and booking is all through me, as well as I'm always thinking about the next class and I often get stuck in it. I teach and teach and teach some more and on top of it, I'm also a personal trainer with many clients training twice a week plus 20 reformer classes per week. I'm already tired, Laurie. To say that I put my job first before my own self-care is quite an accurate statement. Next week, I finally go on a small five-day vacation, shutting the studio down and trying to reset, but to be honest, five days won't be enough. If you ever think of a podcast to talk through losing yourself, that would be helpful. All right, well, here we go, Laurie. This is my... Uh, I'm going to try and make my advice as practical as possible. Uh, so there are a couple of things that I think uh, you know, really leap out at me from what you said there. I guess the, the first principle here, I guess, I guess there are two big principles that I'd like to talk through. The first one is of all of the things you're doing, you know, which ones are the most valuable? And when I say valuable, I mean, uh, however you compute value. So if it were me, I would say, okay, there's some, uh, there's some weighting to financial value, you know, so I must earn money from these activities. There's some weighting to how much I, how much satisfaction I derive from these activities. Uh, and there's some waiting to how much impact I'm able to have through these activities. And it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily the case that you should do, you know automatically do the things that make you more money and stop doing the things that don't make you money, but you have to do something that makes you money and you should do things that uh, where you know to the best of your ability that also satisfy you personally and also provide value, you know, 
and, and meaningful impact for the people whom you work with. Now, you know, maybe that's pretty self-evident, but I think that's an important kind of basis for our thinking here. So of all of the things that you're doing, you have you you teach Pilates reformer sessions yourself. You have a business where you – I'm not sure if you employ two instructors or whether they lease the space off you or how, how you do that, but you've got two people helping you. You're doing the bookings and managing the admin of all of the sessions. You've got personal training clients. I think I, I got everything there. Now, of all of that, that's too much, right? That's, you know, this is obvious. So, you, and if that all of that's too much, now you're going to have to let go of some of those things, right? Uh, and that sounds pretty obvious, but it's probably going to be difficult for you. If it was easy for you, you wouldn't be reaching out to me for help. So the question is, well, which of those things are most valuable to you? You know, and I would suggest those those metrics of, you know, financial value, personal fulfillment and impact. And so I don't know the answer to this. And so you, you're going to have to figure, you know, put your own, assign your own values to these things. But let's just say for the sake of argument that, uh, or really not even for the sake of argument, I'm going to help you think through this actually. So, you know, it seems like a total freaking no-brainer <laughs> that the booking system <laughs> – you are, Laurie, I mean, I don't know how many hours a week you're spending on this, but if you're teaching 20 sessions and then you have two further people helping you, I don't know, maybe you're running 30, 40, 50, 60 sessions a week. I don't know how many sessions you're running, but quite a few sessions. And if you're doing all of the booking for those sessions, that must be taking hours per week, you know, a couple of hours a day, maybe, I don't know. I'm just guessing here. You are performing the function of a $5 a day app and the app would do a better job. So my dear friend, Laurie, with love, <laughs> to continue to do that booking manually is crazy. You've got to stop doing that. We've got an app for that. There are about a hundred apps you can use. Uh, you know, you could use, we use Acuity Booking at Breathe Education. A lot of people use Mind Body Online. There's about a bazillion others, right? I don't advocate any particular app. Um, I'm sure if you just went up to Google and typed in, you know, reviews for class booking apps, um, you would find, you know, a good one. Uh, and I would look for one that is quick and simple and easy to set up as the primary criterion, right? Don't go for one that sort of got, has a bazillion bells and whistles. Go for one that just books classes and takes payments and that the client can self-book and self-pay, can self-serve. Get it set up. If you're, you know, uh, capable of setting it up, set it up. If not, find a tech-savvy millennial or Gen Z person, and have them set it up for you, pay them with a Pilates session or buy them dinner, and have them set it up for you. And have them uh, take your clients through how to use it, right? So every time a client uh, calls up and says, I want to, I want a book, have your, uh, you know, say, great, I'm going to 
I'm going to book you now, but this is the last time we're moving to a booking app and I'm going to give you a lesson on how to do it. So have your Gen Z person make a little screen capture video on how to use the booking app and have them uh, you know, go around literally to the houses of the people uh, who have struggled. Like if you've got some kind of like elderly people who have a dial-up modem at home and you know struggle with the internet, well, literally have that person go around to that per- to your client's houses, obviously, you know, by prior arrangement <laughs> and permission of the client, and and literally sign them up to the app and help them log in and help them do all of those things, right? So just uh, a friend of mine um, did this uh, when she shifted her studio online at the start of COVID. She had a very elderly uh, group of clients and she shifted to 100% from 100% in person to 100% online and she shifted to an online booking system overnight. She hired a local university student who was very computer literate and had that person literally go to the house of every single student, Pilates student, and uh, help them log in and download the app and do all of the things and get set up until they, until they were confident. She didn't lose a single client. It cost her a couple of hundred dollars for a week of that person's time uh, to have them do all of that. So that is the number one thing uh, that I would do. If I were you, I would uh, not think for a moment about it. I would just do that straight away. That's going to free up a lot of time for you and give you time to think about what the next thing you do is. So I would I would do that first because by doing that, by eliminating yourself from that loop, you're going to stop doing something that is time-consuming and low value. I'm pretty confident you don't derive any personal satisfaction or much personal satisfaction from doing the bookings. Uh, That's not something probably that you're passionate about. I'm, I'm damn sure you're wasting money because people aren't paying you to do the bookings. You could be actually using those hours to see paying clients if you wanted to earn money or just relax. So you're not making any money for it and you're actually not having impact because you're doing a worse job than a self-service app would. So that uh, fails the sniff test on all three counts. So you definitely have to stop doing the bookings right away. Uh, Not being tech literate is not an excuse. There are a, a million tech literate people who will help you that is a cheap skill to pay someone to to do. Uh, go find a local university student, a local teenager of a you know, child of a friend or something, and get them to you know to someone who's patient and articulate and who understands tech, and get them to onboard all of your clients into the new system and onboard you into the new system. Right, that is number one. And uh, dear listener, if you're if you're you know, struggling with overwhelm and if you're struggling with, you know, doing all of the things, what is the, what is the biggest thing in your week that you spend time on that is really a low value task, right? It doesn't provide financial value for you. It doesn't provide impact for your clients and it doesn't provide satisfaction for you. I'm talking about something like and well, I guess, and I'm, I guess I'm looking at my own behavior here, answering individual DMs. It probably does provide me satisfaction. It does provide impact to my clients. Doesn't provide me any financial remuneration, which is not a problem. Neither does this. But yeah, I think it provides lower impact because me answering, you know, me taking half an hour to answer Laurie's question here 
hopefully I can provide value to more than just Laurie. Whereas if I, you know, take half an hour to respond to each person's question, I can respond to fewer people or more to the point. I probably don't take half an hour. I take 15 seconds. <laughs> so I give each person a much more superficial answer. So I provide less value. So here, hopefully I'm able to provide more value by um, you know, condensing all this. So dear listener, what is, you know, what is the, the number one thing? There might be more than one thing, but what is the number one thing that you do that, that takes up a, a significant portion of your time each week that doesn't provide you either financial remuneration or a lot of personal satisfaction or a lot of impact. And, you know, when I say a lot, I just mean like relative to the other things you could be doing. You know, is there something else you could be doing that would provide more impact and uh, reward in any or all of those categories? Well, it seems like a no-brainer to stop doing that thing and pay someone else to do it, especially if it's a low-impact thing, uh, which you can basically hire a $5 a week app to do for you. All right, so that's number one, Laurie. I would just do not pass go, uh, you know, do not collect $200, immediately hire a local university student and uh, stop doing manual bookings. Uh, and present it to your clients as a good thing, right? You don't want to have to, we won't have to do like, email tag anymore. You'll just be like, you can go up anytime you want, middle of the night, middle of the day, change your bookings, book in, book out, do all of the things, buy yourself a new pass. It'll be simple. simplicity itself. You can do it on your phone. I'm going to have someone literally come to your house and show you how to do it and get you set up if you need help. Uh, it's going to be so painless. It's only going to save you money. Sorry, it's not going to save you money. It's going to, going to, only going to save you time and convenience uh, and your clients will love it, right? You might get one or two people grumble initially you know, probably not, but even if you do get one or two people grumble initially, within three or four weeks, they'll be totally, totally fine. Uh, and you have to be strong with any when it, with any uh, change process, you have to be firm on the new process, right? So if you say we've got this new app and then you continue to indulge people in booking in manually when they ring you up and go, oh, I can't be bothered using the app. I don't know how to use the app then you book them in manually, you're just making a rod for your own back. So what you need to do when that happens and that person calls you up and says, oh, Laurie, you know, just this once, could you book me in because, you know, I, I don't know how to use the app? Say, no, I'm not going to book you in, but what I will do is I will walk you through booking yourself in. Or or you could say, hey, I'll book you in this just this once on one condition. And when they say, okay, what's the condition? You say, okay, the condition is after class today, I'm going to sit with you and we're going to download the app onto your phone and I'm going to help you log in. I'm going to show you how to book into your sessions. Is that a deal? So that you uh, become the agent of behavior change and that is having an impact on your clients and empowering them to take their own uh, schedule into their own uh, into their own hands. All right. The second thing I that leaps out at me with what you say are these people helping you. So you've got, you know, essentially you've got three jobs as I see it at the moment. You know, once we've got this, uh, you know, booking admin off your shoulders, you're a personal trainer, you teach three-on-one reformer Pilates, and you have a business where you employ or subcontract or lease space to two other instructors who teach on those three reformers. Now, those are three separate areas. Now, I don't know how you've set up your pricing or you know how that all works, uh, but 
if you've set up your pricing the way I would set it up, you'll be making the vast majority of your money from those group reformer classes that you teach. Because simply having three people in the room is going to make you more money than a single one-on-one personal training, if you're charging correctly. And having uh, someone teach on three reformers for you, it's just the math, it's not possible that that is more profitable than teaching a three-on-one session yourself. Now, if you figured out how to make that more profitable, <laughs> let me know how. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't believe it is. So I would evaluate those three things, and I would look at what is your typical, no, not optimal, but what is your look? If you look back over the last you know, month or ninety days, what is your average per hour earnings from each of those activities? Right? How many? You know, how many hours did you spend teaching group reformer and how many how many dollars did you get paid? Divide the dollars by the hours and that's your average per hour rate. Same with personal training. Now for the the group for the other teachers who teach for you, how many hours do you spend, you know, administering that? You know, leaving out the booking side of things because the app's going to do that from now on, right? But just in terms of like I don't know, do you do spend time marketing? Do you spend time, you know, training those people or supervising them or mentoring them? You know, like what hours do you spend? What dollars did it did it generate for you? You know, divide the dollars by the hours. That's your hourly rate, right? Once you do that activity, it should be pretty obvious which activity of those three is is the most financially rewarding for you. Only you know which of the three is most rewarding for you personally. And if they're all equally rewarding, uh, then it, if it were me, I would choose the most financially rewarding one and do more of that and do stop doing the other things. So I'm going to bookmark the stop doing the other things for a moment because I want to I want to come back to that, and I want to think about you know the this uh, business arrangement that you have with these other two instructors. Now, one of the most impactful ways to build your own income is to leverage other people, right? So when you have other people doing the work for you and you pay them to do the work and the customer pays you more than you pay the person to do the work, then you keep the difference. So potentially that's a fantastic arrangement, but with just three reformers in the room, you're going to struggle to make the math work out so that you're earning more than, you know, 20 $25 a session from those sessions if you're paying the instructor, you know, well uh, on average because those sessions, I can't imagine they're going to be 100% full on average. They're going to be about 80% full, which means you'll have about, uh, you know, 2.4 people on average per session. And I don't know what you charge, but you know, two point four people, and then you've got to pay the instructor, and then you've got to pay lease on the equipment and whatever, and then you get whatever's left over. So I can't imagine you're making more than twenty twenty five dollars on each of those sessions. So that's not a good, you know, economics. But if you were, it, the thing is, those sessions don't cost you any time to run. So if you were to run, you know, sixty of those. That's $1,200 a week. 
uh, which is not a fortune, but considering you're not teaching any classes, that's that's not too bad. Now, the econ- economics really only work out when you're paying someone else to teach. Once you get up above 10, once you get up to 10 reformers in the room, right? Because then you, you're charging $20, $25 per person or 10 mats. Yeah, it doesn't matter. 10, 10 clients is the, is the important thing. And you're charging, you know, then you're charging, you know, $20, $25 per person. You're getting a couple of hundred bucks revenue for the session if you're 80% full and you're charging like $25 a session. And therefore, you can pay your instructor $60 and there's still 140 bucks left over for you. Right now, that is a profitable model where you employ other people and you pay them well and you pay yourself well. But with three reformers, even if you're charging, I don't know, $35, uh, you know, times three is 100, you're 80% full, so you make on average $80 per session, you know, not many instructors are going to work for you for less than $40, I would imagine. I mean, I don't know uh, how much you pay, but, you know, that doesn't leave much for you. And especially once you then pay the, the, the rent or whatever, uh, and the opportunity cost for you to teach that session is that you could make the full 80 bucks yourself by teaching it or whatever, you know, the, the revenue is from the session. So I think, uh, you know, my, my estimation there is that given the economics of having just three reformers in a room, it's probably not very profitable for you to be employing other people to teach classes. Uh, if it were me, I would move heaven and earth to squeeze an extra reformer in the room. I would fire those two people and I would just teach the four-on-one sessions myself and I would stop doing all my personal training clients. And uh, so now we come back to stopping doing things. And I know that's a wrench, right? But I mean, the 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 math here is very clear. You're doing too much. <laughs> that's the problem that you've outlined. And so to, you want to do less, okay? Now stay with me here. To do less, you're going to have to stop doing something, right? So it's inescapable. <laughs> you can't both keep doing everything you're doing and do less. <laughs> Doesn't work. Now maybe you think, oh, but I could just teach a few less classes and see a few less clients. Um, yeah, you you could do that. But the thing is, not all of your activities are equally financially rewarding, right? And so if you spend less time teaching three-on-one sessions, you're going to make less money because I'm betting those are the most lucrative use of your hours, right? And so if you then cut down on that, you're cutting, you're significantly cutting into your income. Whereas if you stop doing the things that pay you less, and do more of the thing that pays you more, then you both save time and earn more money. And you can use your money to buy more time. And you can use your money to buy more time by paying someone to do the cleaning, paying someone to build your website, paying someone, you know, to do the the books, to do whatever other admin you need, you know, get a VA in the Philippines to do your customer service emails or whatever. Right. So you can you can you can pay people to do things to save you time. So you can spend money to save time. So if you can teach a three-on-one reformer session and make 80 bucks, and that takes you an hour, and then you can pay someone in the Philippines, you know, $20 to 
to do an hour of admin, well, you're $60 better off for not doing that admin, right? Because now you spent an hour earning $80 and it only cost you $20 to have someone else do the admin. So you can, you know, you can absolutely spend my spend money to save time. And if it were me, and if you know, if I'm correct about your my assumptions about how much you earn from each of those activities, being the number one earner is the three on one, number two is the one on ones that you do with your personal training clients, and number three is the instructors that you pay. Uh, I would stop doing everything apart from teaching three-on-one reformer and I would move heaven and earth to put a fourth reformer in that room and make it four-on-one reformer because you're going to increase your revenue by 33% and your profits by about 100%. And it's a wrench to let go of things. It's a wrench to let go of your of your personal training. Maybe that's part of your identity. You know, you, I'm sure you love and like your clients and you're attached to your clients and your clients are great people, but that life will go on without you. You are not, you are not irreplaceable. There are other personal trainers in the world. You could invite your personal training clients to the forum on Pilates sessions. Uh, yeah, if you want to, if you want to do less, you have to do less. There's no way around it. <laughs> and uh, in my experience, a lot of the time when people ask advice, they already really know what they need to do. They just want the courage or the the endorsement to do it like if if you were happy with your situation Laurie you would have no dilemma right <laughs> so obviously you've got a dilemma and i think if you didn't know that all of these things that you're doing you know are too much and that you have to let go of some of them, you wouldn't have any dilemma, right? You'd just be oblivious <laughs> to the whole situation. You'd be thinking, gee, I'm tired and I'm not sure why. Um, but you know why you're tired, because you're doing too much. And so the dilemma is which things to let go and it's painful to let go of things. Yes, it is. It's also painful to continue doing those things. And so you just get to choose which pain you experience. And my guess is, uh, up until now, it's been less painful to you, the idea of continuing what you're doing than the idea of letting go of that and moving into a more spacious, relaxed lifestyle where you earn more money for less hours. Uh, but right about now, it sounds like the pain of change is might be smaller <laughs> than the pain of continuing in your present situation. And that's a great place to be. And we say that, uh, you know, humans... We only change when we when we hit, hit rock bottom, right? And I don't. I'm not saying this is rock bottom for you, but we only change when the pain of change is less than the pain of not changing. And so I hope, Laurie, for you that the pain of change now is less than the pain of not changing. And if that's not the case, that's cool. Uh, but when it is, when it is the case, 
that the pain of change is less than the pain of pain of continuing. Uh, what I recommend after you get rid of that booking uh, work and get a booking app is that you stop paying people to teach reformer. That you stop seeing personal training clients, and that you do whatever you can possibly do to squeeze a fourth reformer into that room. I don't care if you stack it on top of the other reformer. If you remove a wall, remove a closet, don't let people put their bags in the room, take all furniture out of the room, put the reformers so close together that you can't do leg circles or all of the above, get a fourth reformer in that room, and then think of how many hours you want to teach and how much money you want to make and charge accordingly and teach four-on-one group reformer. And if you do 15 sessions a week and you charge $49 a session per person, you'll make $100,000 a year. In fact, I wrote a book (laughs) and that's what I advocate in the book. So Laurie, that is my advice to you. I would love to know how that lands for you uh, and everybody else listening. I would love to know uh, your thoughts. Love to uh, you know, know was this useful, and if you have uh, questions, things you'd like me to talk about on the podcast, send them through to me in a DM. My uh, Instagram um, profile link is in the show notes. Okay, dear listener, much love, and I will see you in the next one. After two exercise science degrees and over a decade and a half of reading research daily, I've condensed all the current science on rehab into a program called the Clinical Exercise Specialist Rehabilitation. Inside the program, I'll teach you to do three things. One, deeply understand how the body works. Two, confidently and expertly rehab literally any client. And three, get results for your clients. So ultimately, your clients tell their friends and you become known as the go-to expert in your area. This program is completely unlike any education you've done before, even if you've studied with us before, because of the way we've built the learning design. It's an online, flexible, skill-based learning program, which means You keep doing the skills under supervision until you're good at them. It's more of a mentorship model than a traditional course model. So rather than rushing through the content and having sort of one go at everything, you actually just practice live and we give you feedback and guidance and we dialogue and explore concepts together until you're highly skilled and confident. We just keep working the material until you get it. It's not rushed at all. It's not about ticking off the content. It's about engaging, practicing and applying it until you own it. This is a life-changing program, not some weekend certification. I've put my heart and soul into building this, and I can't wait to share it with you and help you discover your genius for anatomy and rehab. Now, because of the highly interactive nature of this program, we're only taking on 12 students worldwide. The program starts on March the 1st, and the first 12 qualified people to apply will be allowed to enroll. So if you're interested in learning more, click the link in the show notes and download the course guide or go to breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification menu in uh, link in the top menu. That's breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification link in the top menu.